from our international news desk of Farming Portal, AgriNewsNet and Red de Noticias Agricolas we recorded this audiocast for today. How much does aviation contribute to climate change? Aviation will be one of the toughest sectors to decarbonize. It's also an area that creates a lot of confusion. For those that fly, it's one of the largest chunks of their carbon footprint. But because most people don't fly, it emits just 2% to 3% of global emissions. We can demonstrate the inequality of flying with a simple calculation. Let's say everyone in the world took one return short-haul trip per year. We'll go from London to Madrid. This would emit around 0.5 tons per person. For 8 billion people, this would be 4 billion tons of CO2. If everyone took a long-haul return trip from London to San Francisco, emissions would be 22 billion tons of CO2 from flying alone. In reality, global aviation emits around 1 billion tons. That's because most people in the world don't fly. They can't afford it. So, how should we think about aviation in the future? How will demand change, and what are the options to decarbonize? That's what we'll look at here. In 1990, people were traveling around 2 trillion passenger kilometers by air. That is, the distance covered multiplied by the number of passengers on board. By 2019, this had quadrupled to over 8 trillion passenger kilometers. We then see the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2020, demand plunged, almost back to 1990 levels. Demand has since started to rebound, and the airline industry expects that it will be back to 2019 levels again by 2024 or 2025. Flying has become much more energy efficient. Since 1990, the amount of energy used per passenger kilometer has more than halved. This is shown in the chart below. You will notice that there was a spike in 2020. This was because the passenger load factor was much lower. Planes were flying with a lot more empty seats. Planes were still burning lots of fuel, but this was split between fewer passengers. This efficiency has come from improved design and technology, larger planes that can carry more passengers, and a higher passenger load factor. Empty seats are less common than in the past. The amount of carbon emitted per unit of energy has not changed. We're still burning jet fuel that releases the same amount of CO2 when burned. Alternative fuels, such as biofuels, are only a tiny part of the mix. Combine these two factors, energy per passenger kilometer, and the CO2 emitted per unit of energy, and we get the amount of CO2 emitted per passenger kilometer. Cubed it mirrors the chart of energy intensity. Rates have more than halved since 1990. You listening to an audio cast from our international news desk and sponsored by Kwanlim Life in South Africa. To calculate CO2 emissions from aviation, we need to combine passenger demand and how much is emitted per passenger kilometer, and do the same for freight. In a world with no improvements in energy efficiency, we'd expect emissions to have quadrupled since 1990. That's what happened to demand. Thankfully, these efficiency improvements have dampened some of this increase. Emissions approximately doubled from 0.5 to 1 billion ton. But aviation doesn't only contribute to climate change through its CO2 emissions. It emits other greenhouse gases, and the release of water vapor at altitude significantly increases its warming impact. When we account for this, its contribution increases by around 70%. This is shown in the chart. One line shows CO2 emissions only 
and the other is shown in CO2 equivalents, with altitude impacts included. Future aviation emissions will not only depend on these changes in demand. They'll also depend on improvements in energy efficiency and the adoption of low-carbon technologies. The authors combined these demand scenarios with three technology scenarios. Carbon-intensive. Planes continue to use 100% jet fuel, as they do today. Improvements in energy efficiency continue, but the CO2 emitted per unit of energy does not change. Reduced fossil use. 65% of medium and long-haul flights are powered by sustainable aviation fuels, synthetic fuels such as biofuels, and 13% of short-haul flights are powered by electric planes or hydrogen by 2050. This follows the IATA's Net Zero Emissions Plan. Net Zero. Biofuels power 100% of medium and long-haul aviation by 2050. Electric and hydrogen power 50% of short-haul flights, with the rest powered by biofuels. If we carried on a business-as-usual path with no move away from jet fuel, annual emissions would double by 2050. In a reduced fossil scenario, they would increase by smaller amounts, and they would fall in a net-zero pathway. If demand growth was more modest, following the industry projection, annual emissions would only be slightly higher in a carbon-intensive pathway. They would fall in both scenarios of technological change. Emissions would fall in a reduced demand scenario, regardless of the technological path. This was an audio cast from the International News Desk of CRA Media International in Los Angeles, USA.